Renew my courage. Lord, I need restored. My cup is empty. Refill it, dear Lord. Replace all doubts and fears with faith so bold. Renew my love. Rebuild my faith. O restore my soul. This is Brother William Kantz with this week's lesson from 2 Timothy 3. The verses are 1 through 17. And the title of this week's lesson is Danger Ahead. From the New Revised Standard Version of the Holy Bible, the text reads, You must understand this, that in the last days distressing times will come. For people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, inhuman, implacable, slanderers, profligates, brutes, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to the outward form of godliness but denying its power. Avoid them, for among them are those who make their way into households and Captive, silly women, overwhelmed by their sins and swayed by all kinds of desires who are always being instructed and can never arrive at knowledge of the truth. As Janice and Jambres opposed Moses, so these people of corrupt mind and counterfeit faith also oppose the truth. But they will not make much progress because, as is the case, those two men, their folly will become plain to everyone. Now you have observed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and suffering the things that happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. What persecutions I endured yet The Lord rescued me from all of them. Indeed, all who want to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. But wicked people and impostors will go from bad to worse, deceiving others and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood You have known the sacred writings that are able to instruct you for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient, equipped for every good work. Praise God's holy and divine word. Let us hear it, learn it, and live it. Danger ahead. Paul's writing to Timothy. And although Paul was confident of Timothy's faithfulness, 2 Timothy 1 verse 5, he wrote to encourage him to remain so, to remain steadfast in his efforts This is chapter 2, verse 1. And to warn him about individuals who would eventually trouble the church. 2 Timothy 3, 
verses 1 and 9. These individuals who Paul said would love themselves rather than God, verses 2 and 4, would have a form of godliness, verse 5. In other words, they would attempt to look the part. Nevertheless, the results of their efforts would be manifest to all, verse 9. In other words, they'd, they'd be known. Because light and darkness do not mix, false teachers can pass themselves off as faithful for only so long. People figure out the hypocrisy. Timothy needed to be on the lookout for error in the church. He had been given that task. Paul did not seek merely to warn Timothy to avoid dangerous false teachers. He also encouraged his beloved son to continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. 2 Timothy 3, verse 14. So Timothy was to focus his attention on those things he had been taught by Paul and inspired by the word of God and follow it rather than the teachings of man. We are to do no less. Our lesson text draws a sharp distinction between truth and error. Like Timothy, we must avoid the error of false teachers and cling to the truth of God's word. Study. Live. For the most part, Timothy 3 describes the struggle of the church against a sinful world between the first appearance of Christ and his second coming. We are in that era. Individual people differ from one another, but across time all people are much alike in group motivations and desires, collective actions, and these are the last days of perilous times in which we live, driven by chaos and confusion in the world. These factors were alive and well 2,000 years ago as well as today. The people Paul warned Timothy to avoid had only a marginal form of godliness or ethics. When men disproportionately love financial gain, pursue material comfort at any cost, and seek self-indulgent traits or habits, this can destroy all righteous acts of conscience. Of conscience. The Lord will come again. When he returns is another matter. Our task as believers is to be ready for him. Therefore you also be ready, the Lord said. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Matthew 24, verse 44. Jesus went further. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming at an hour you do not expect. Verse 42. Timothy, his contemporaries, and all believers to come were to be and must continue to be ready to meet Jesus. 
Evil exists in the hearts of evil-hearted men. Christ came the first time as a Savior. He will come the second time to judge. When Jesus was on the earth, he fulfilled all the Old Testament sayings about the coming of Christ with the exception of his second coming at the end of earthly time, Hebrews 9 and verse 28. When he comes again, it will be as judge, as stated. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. 1 John 1, 5 through 7. Because truth is clearly distinguishable from error, Christians must make every effort to live according to truth and turn from error. To withstand false teachers, Timothy needed to know more about them. Therefore, Paul provided a profile of individuals who remain separated from God when he wrote, For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. Again, 2 Timothy 3, verses 2 through 5. Moral corruption follows from love falsely directed. Self-centeredness and material advantages when they become the chief objects of affection destroy all moral values, and the subsequent list of vices is their natural fruit. Materialism is opposed to godliness. Paul compared the false teachers to Janus and Jambres, the supposed Egyptian magicians who resisted Moses, 2 Timothy 3 and verse 8. He argued that their efforts to resist the truth impacted the gullible, but it would progress no further. Instead of being influenced by the false teachers, Timothy was told to maintain his current course, for up to this point, he had carefully followed Paul, 2 Timothy 3, verse 10. Timothy is called to be different, and if necessary, to stand alone. We are all required to continue to have a Christ-filled life with purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, and afflictions. Verses 10 through 11. When we follow Paul's example, we will experience persecution in some form. This does not mean we will all be physically punished for our beliefs, although this is possible. We may, however, be marginalized, mocked, ignored, slandered, or generally disrespected. Nevertheless, persecution must not be avoided, for Christ declared that a reward awaits those who are persecuted. He stated, 
Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 5 and verse 10. The contrast between Paul and the false teachers was clear. Paul remained faithful. The false teachers will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived, 2 Timothy 3 and verse 13. The section ends with Paul urging Timothy to continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned and knowing from whom you have learned them, 2 Timothy 3 verse 14. This admonition contrasts Timothy with those who are always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth, verse 7. He, Timothy, had been assured of, New King James Version, or had been convinced of, New American Standard, God's truth from his youth. Timothy had been taught the Holy Scriptures, 2 Timothy 3 and 15, a reference to the Old Testament. As it anticipated the coming of the Messiah, Scripture pointed to salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus, verse 15. Our salvation is found in Christ and only in Him as we believe and trust in Him and do His will. We must believe, we must trust, and we must act according to His will. The primary purpose of the Old Testament was to bring people to Christ. Before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law, locked up until the faith that was to come would be revealed. So the law was our guardian until Christ came that we might be justified by faith. Galatians 3, verse 23 and 24. Jesus said, that the Old Testament writing spoke of him. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophet, and the Psalms. Luke 24, verse 44. New Testament speakers and writers constantly appealed to the Old Testament to produce faith in Jesus. See Acts 21, verses 14 through 40 and Acts 26, verses 22 and 23. To strengthen Timothy's faith in Jesus, Paul built on his knowledge of the Old Testament. To stress the complete sufficiency of Scripture, Paul added, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete thoroughly equipped for every good work. 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. That scripture is given by inspiration of God, New King James Version, or breathed out by God, ESV, it matters. The message is his. It is exactly what God wants to communicate to man in precisely the way God wants it communicated. The Holy Spirit spoke in the writings of Old Testament leaders like David, 
Brothers, the scripture had to be fulfilled with the Holy Spirit foretold by the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became guide to those arresting Jesus, Acts 1, verse 16, New American Standard. Or, you spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain, Acts 4 and 25. This understanding applies to New Testament writings as well. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him, God-given wisdom, 2 Peter 3 and verse 15. God has chosen to reveal himself in nature. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens, Psalm 88, Psalm 8 and 1. And for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, but understood from what he has made so that people are without excuse, Romans 1 and verse 20. God has revealed himself in human moral awareness. They show that the requirements of the law are written on their hearts. Their conscience also bears witness and their thoughts, sometimes accusing them and at other times even defending them. Romans 2 and verse 15. Scripture's ultimate origin is with God who gave it to those he inspired. The contrast characterized in the passage between the false teachers and the apostle Paul is demonstrated. Rather than being influenced by the false teacher, teachers, Timothy was to cling to the instructions of Paul, which were founded on Scripture. The knowledge he gained, Paul, from Scripture was certain. True, it can be trusted. Scripture is profitable for developing our spiritual maturity. God has indeed provided all things that pertain to life and godliness. 2 Peter 1 and verse 3. This lesson is yours. Thank you, family, for your continued study. I pray that something has been said that is both edifying and uplifting. Next week's lesson is Paul's farewell, taken from 2 Timothy 4, verses 1 through 18. Again, next week, Paul's farewell, taken from 2 Timothy 4, verses 1 through 18. Let's pray for one another. Dear Heavenly Father, We approach your throne of grace with majesty, awe, fear, and trembling. Thank you, Father, for your everlasting love and long-suffering. We come asking you for forgiveness of any trespasses we have committed since the last time we've been together. We repent of those trespasses and we seek a closer walk with you. Father God, we thank you for the many blessings 
spiritual blessings, material blessings, family blessings you have bestowed upon us from the beginning of time down to this very moment. Again, Father, thank you for your presence in our lives. Thank you for being our God, for sitting high and yet looking low. Thank you, Father. Thank you for sending your only begotten Son to teach, to be an example of holiness and to suffer the indignity of the cross, shed his precious life for the sins of mankind. Father, we thank you. We, we offer up prayers for, for those who do not know you yet. We pray for the zeal to go out into a dying and perishing world to bring souls to you, and we pray for the space and time for all to come to you before it is eternally too late. Father, we pray for the sick, the shut-in, those in rehab facilities, those going into or coming out of procedures. Father, give all in need a portion of their most wanted health. Father, we thank you for watching over us. We pray that your long arm of protection be expended, extended to all within the sound of my voice. Heal us, Father, in spirit, in mind, in body, in order that we may continue to follow you, work in your garden, and seek to continue to be called your children. These and all other blessings and favors we ask you with humility and thankfulness. Thank you for being our God. In the most holy name of Jesus Christ, we offer up these prayers. Amen. Again, thanks for participating in this study. Let us reach out in Christian love to our brothers and sisters this week. Let us stay joyful, peaceful, and zealous for Jesus Christ. Let us praise God from whom all blessings flow. Stay safe. Bye for now.